God our Father and from the Lord Jesus, dear friends. The part of God's Word that we'll give our attention to today comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 5. John writes, Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them, saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. This is the word of our God. I mentioned at the beginning today that spiritual blindness can take on many different forms beyond that kind of blatant, hostile rejection of Jesus. For the Apostle John, his view of Jesus' love and Jesus' care could have easily been blurred and clouded by the difficult circumstances that he found himself in as he recorded the words of this book. John had been serving as pastor in the church at Ephesus. But now, as we heard in our reading from Revelation last week, John had been exiled to this small island of Patmos taken out of the fight, so to speak. And you can imagine the struggles that John might well have faced during his time in exile. Were there questions about God's care for him? You know, if I am one of your children, if you love me dearly as you say you do, then why am I here? You called me as an apostle, God. I've served faithfully to share the message with others, so... Why is this happening to me? What did I do? Why are you leaving me on the bench, so to speak? We might have those same thoughts at times when things turn south for us. We wonder at times, perhaps, is God angry with us? Is He punishing us for some sin that we've committed? Has He abandoned us altogether? Did John have questions about God's care and provision for him during this time. While he was here on exile or in exile on this island, would his needs be provided for? Could he still count on God's protection during this time, or had God lost sight of him? Again, we might share those feelings at times. Maybe a job is lost or there's some other financial setback. Maybe we or one of our children or loved ones becomes very ill or is injured. And we wonder, is God still caring for us? Is He still actively watching over us the way that He has promised to? During this time, John certainly must have struggled with being separated from his fellow believers. The waters of the Mediterranean Sea or the Aegean Sea were barring him from returning to the people that he loved in Ephesus. He might well have wondered, will I ever see those people again? 
I mean, John was already an old man by this time. And again, I think we can relate to these feelings. We've been separated from loved ones by death, maybe by distance. Maybe we've moved away from family and friends or they from us. Maybe it's not even physical separation, but the distance seems just as great. Maybe it's a relationship with somebody that we once counted as a close Christian friend, but now it's broken down because of some disagreement or some hurtful words. Maybe it's a rift with some family member that we can't imagine is ever going to be really fully healed here on earth. Whatever the case, the struggles that John would have endured during this time in exile could have easily blurred and clouded his vision of who Jesus is and whether he can be trusted. And the same thing can happen to us. But God in His grace comes to bring John's sight back into focus. And He does that for us too. John says, Then I looked and I heard. God granted John this vision and this song to show him that despite the circumstances, regardless of how dark or cloudy or blurry things may get. Jesus is always worthy of our worship and our praise. Jesus is always holding our present and our future safe in His hands. Jesus' Easter victory allows us to see clearly even when things get very dark in our lives. Music is powerful. I think we all understand that and often very comforting for us. How many parents haven't pulled a little one up on their lap to rock them a little bit and sing or hum a tune for them, put them to sleep or to chase away some bad dream? In that case, it doesn't really matter what words are being sung. What matters is the person who's singing them. That's what brings comfort to that little one. When a loved one of ours is called home to heaven, we're planning that funeral service. So often the choice of songs is very important to us. In the midst of our grief, we're looking for a message of comfort. And in this case, probably not so important who's doing the singing, whether a soloist, the choir, or the congregation. But what matters is the message of God's grace and the promise of eternal life for our loved one. When God's love and care for us is being clouded and blurred by the circumstances that we face in life, sometimes the song is just what we need. Sometimes the song is the thing that it takes to open our eyes again and remind us that all is well. That's what we have in these verses from Revelation chapter 5. Song of hope, really. So let's start by looking at the comforting message that God has for us in this song. It says, Worthy is the Lamb who is slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. To Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. So first and foremost, 
This is obviously a song of praise for our Lord Jesus. And He's worthy to receive it. If we back up just a chapter in this book, we're reminded that this is the Lamb who was slain. The one who shed His blood in order to purchase people for God. That's why He's worthy of this praise. When our sins are troubling us, when our conscience is burdening us, when the consequences of our sinful actions are coming home to roost and the circumstances that we're facing in life leave us wondering if perhaps God is punishing us for our sins. We remember the Lamb who was slain. We remember the blood that He shed in order to restore our right relationship with God. Jesus' saving work was a glorious success and it is perfectly complete. That's why He's worthy to receive all of these things. The one who took on the very nature of a servant and embodied weakness during His days here on earth is now worthy of and possessing all power at God's right hand in heaven. In Jesus, we see the one who shows us God's saving wisdom. In Jesus, we find the one who shows us what true spiritual wealth is all about. Because He's the one who became poor for our sake. He's the one who points us to the wisdom of the cross by which we are saved. He is worthy of honor and praise and glory forever and ever because He has rescued us from our sins and secured our place at God's side in heaven. This glorious reign at the right hand of God assures us every day that God loves us, that God is for us. Despite the trials that we face or the sins that we struggle with, we stand in God's grace. This message in this song of hope that John heard, this message about the Lamb who once was slain but is now glorified at God's side, is the thing that clears our vision to see God's perfect love for us each and every day. Now let's take a look at the ones God used to bring this message to us. First of all, there are the angels and the four living creatures. They're the ones singing this song. Maybe the first thing that comes to our mind is who or what exactly are these four living creatures? Well, when we compare them to similar creatures described by the prophet Ezekiel, we learn that they are some kind of angel, cherubim or seraphim. We notice how close they are to God's throne in heaven, how they seem to serve as the worship leaders in heaven, initiating this praise for the Lamb of God. The other angels surrounding the throne don't seem so mysterious to us, but their number has to astound us. Thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. I mean, can you imagine what this song must have sounded like? Especially since we assume that the holy angels are never out of tune, never timid with their volume. But don't miss the comfort of this vision of these angels. Because these are the same angels who watch over us every day. These are the same angels that will one day bring us home to Jesus' side. God says He will command His angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. 
He says, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? What a comfort for John. As he sat alone on that island in exile, to see and be reminded that this whole host of angels stood at God's disposal, ready to care for him, protect him, and serve him. What a comfort for us. As we make our way through life in this often difficult and even dangerous world, to know that the angel armies surround us. What a comfort for parents who, though they do all they can to keep their eyes on their children, know that they can't possibly watch them every moment of every day. But God's holy angels are diligent in that work. Even though we don't see them, they are always there. They reassure us that God's got us safe in His hand. You know, in the book of 2 Kings, there's a story from the ministry of the prophet Elisha that really makes this clear. The Arameans were at war with the Israelites. But God was providing the prophet Elisha details about the battle plans and positions of the Aramean army so that Elisha could advise the king of Israel in battle. Well, the king of Aram found out about this and he tracked Elisha down to the city of Dothan. And during the night, he completely surrounded that city with his army. In the morning, Elisha's servant got up and he looked out. He saw the enemy army surrounding the city and he came and reported that back to Elisha. Elisha simply said to him, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And then he prayed that God would open his servant's eyes. And the Lord did. And he looked, and there in the hills surrounding the city were the horsemen and chariots of fire, the angel armies of God protecting his people. That same heavenly host that John saw singing in heaven, the same host of angels that protect us and our children every day. Hearing their voices joined in this glorious song in heaven gives us clear sight to know that we are always safe in God's hand. Then there was the other group in heaven joined in this song. The elders. Just a chapter previously, we hear this. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their head. These 24 elders represent all of God's people from Old and New Testament times. Twelve of them represent the twelve sons of Jacob, the twelve patriarchs of Israel, and so all of the Old Testament believers. The other twelve represent the twelve apostles, and so all of the New Testament believers. Again, together, these twenty-four elders represent God's people of every place and every age who are gathered around His throne in heaven. They are victorious. They are united. And they are in paradise. And we have a place among them. That's our future. By grace, through faith in Jesus, we have a place with that great host gathered around God's throne in heaven. And so you can see the comfort for John. To know that he would once again be reunited with his fellow believers. 
Whether or not he ever saw his congregation in Ephesus again wouldn't matter so much to him because he knew that they would be together forever in heaven where no sea, no persecution, no exile could ever separate them again. That comfort is for us too. Us who have lost or been separated from loved ones by death or distance, we know that reunion is coming. If we have relationships that are broken now because of sin, we give thanks that Jesus has taken those sins away and we look forward to the day when all the damage that they cause in our lives and in our relationships will be gone forever. We look forward to the day when our sins will not only not separate us from God, but they won't separate us from one another either. God hasn't promised us, we know this, that we're not going to face trials or dark times. Jesus faced them. The Apostle John faced them. So will we. But when they come, remember this song of hope. Remember the message of this song. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Remember the messengers God used to bring this song to us. The holy angels who watch over us every day. The whole company of believers in heaven whom we have a place someday as well. When the dark times come, when your spiritual sight is blurry, clouded, let Jesus bring you up onto his lap, comfort you with this song. Let his victory reassure you that he is always worthy of your worship and praise. Let his victory reassure you that you are always safe in his protective hand, both now and forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you.